It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good afternoon sports fans and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until... Six o'clock this evening. We do have the phone lines open, 356-9397. Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette, in studio with us. Matthew, how are you? Doing well. The uh, weather kind of came down here in the last hour or so, just raining now. But uh, big sports news, though, with college football today that I'm sure we'll dive into. So I don't want to bury the lead there with the weather report. Well, that's okay. The weather report is good and... uh, I'm kind of of the opinion, you want to know what the weather is, look out the window. <laughs> it's usually a pretty good uh, sign of what's going on. The weather today in East in Champaign kind of uh, personifies what's going on with college football right now. You, it's you, all over the place. You talk about big news. We don't know what the big news is going to be, but there's a lot of speculation about it. The president's apparently meeting again now, and the Big Ten presidents to decide what to do. Scott Ritchie is here as well. How are you, big fella? You know, uh, about the same as the last 151 days. It's kind of hard to get uh, too uh, too pumped up these days. You got pumped up by putting on a pair of shoes today, which is good. Yeah, well, I mean, I hadn't worn this. <laughs> speci- I haven't worn this specific pair since basketball season, mostly because uh, it's the like, little, little things. I mean, like, <laughs> like I tweeted, like I'm working from home almost exclusively, and I don't wear shoes there. Uh, that's an insight into my my home office. Shoeless, the Savoy Bureau. That's what yeah. we've that's what we've gotten down to. Now. <laughs> so, yeah. Five months into this, I mean, oh, the Cardinals are still not playing. Yeah. College football is about to be I mean, postponed. Is the word people are struggling to find when they use canceled? Because you know, the idea so far that the MAC and then the Mountain West today is you know, they're looking to play in the spring. So that's not canceled. That's just postponed. And I, from what I understand, is the Big Ten is you know doing the same. They're not going to cancel the season because that means. It will never happen, but well, that's the thing too. They're looking it's to postpone. Interesting to if you dare duck into social media today, which is just don't. <laughs> it's it's interesting. This is a very inside sports journalism comment right here, but a lot of media types are saying canceled. Where to me, canceled means what happened back in March with the NCAA tournament. Like that's never going to happen in, in 2020. Postponed is, to me is the correct verb usage in in this reference and. Who knows what the Big Ten's going to decide, but you would think if they do postpone the football season this fall that they would try to make a go of it in the spring, uh, if at all possible. But, again, we're just going to have to wait and see and stay tuned and deal with the ever-changing approach to everything in life on a minute-by-minute basis. Bob Osmussen with us by telephone. Good afternoon, Bob. How are you? I'm great. How about you guys? I wish I could see Scott's shoes. That'd be cool. I'm sorry about that. I tweeted I'm out a picture, not. Bob, so you can check it out. You have to do a I'll little investigation for that, Bob. I'll do that. Well, I, I do think uh, – I think Matt's right about the delayed, postponed potato, potato. I, I, it's the same thing. 
but by I open they, week. <laughs> no, that's not, no, no, that's different. That's different because that actually is right or wrong situation. By an open week, yeah, right or wrong. But it, hey, uh, Bob, have you yelled at a cloud what, today at all? Pretty much, okay. yes, almost all day. But I, I do think the important thing here is that the idea that they're going to try to play football at some point, and, and Levy Smith kind of gave us a clue about where this was going. On his last uh, Zoom call, he said something to the effect of, we'd be ready to play the next time we're told to play. And it was like, it didn't dawn on me at the time that he is probably aware of what's going on externally. He's certainly been told by either his AD or president or chancellor or somebody, hey, you're not probably not going to play football in the fall, so don't talk like you are. And so he kind of said the right thing, said, hey, whenever we play again, we'll play. So I thought that was pretty pretty clever of him. I also think that I was really kind of against the whole idea of a spring ball, but that was because I wanted to play in the fall. If they're not going to play in the fall, well, why not play in the spring? So I guess I've come around to the idea of you can play football when you can play football whenever you want, wherever you want. Want to come play in John Street? That's fine. Just please come back to play at some point before I die. Okay, it's pretty simple. It's pretty law bar. Just play again before I die. We do have the phone lines open three five six nine three nine seven. Let's. Well, we had a caller and uh, apparently lost that particular caller. But if you want to jump in with us, feel free to do so. A um, couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we have answers. I, I don't know that anybody does, but if the Big Ten presidents were thinking about postponing slash canceling mm-hmm. the season, then why was the schedule released last week? And why were the teams told they could begin practice on in Illinois' case on Thursday and everybody else's case on Friday? Yeah, it's a very, uh, very good question, Steve, and, and that's partly, uh, I think, why this whole situation is frustrating and, and confusing uh, because I think a lot of us had come to the grips with the fact that if there was going to be a Big Ten football season this year, it was going to start later than likely anticipated and or it wasn't going to happen at all. And then you hear the fact that they're proceeding with it and, and then they drop the schedules early last Wednesday morning. They make a big fanfare of it on BTN, which is the conference's TV station. Kevin Warren goes on air and talks about it. And from Wednesday morning up until maybe Sunday or maybe Saturday afternoons when the narrative started to shift, I guess, that 72-hour window, it was full speed ahead on a college football season in 2020. And then... Saturday morning, they came out with the Big Ten came out with a statement that put a halt to uh, football practices, kind of resembling football practices with pads and, and things like that. And they just told Illinois and other Big Ten teams to resort to helmets only with jerseys and shorts and non padded practices. And then Sunday afternoon to Sunday night, the whole narrative kind of shifted as well as to them canceling the season. So I'm not really sure what happened in those 72 hours where they were fully on board with a college football season in 2022 were backpedaling and postponing uh, everything that I know in the last half hour. Or so I think uh, there's an ESPN report that uh, indicates some, uh, obviously we don't know all the effects of COVID-19 and it is a virus that needs to be taken seriously. We're not debating that some of the heart issues that may surface 
uh, with COVID-19, I think is giving some pause to a lot of power five, uh, administrators across the country. And that's kind of why we're in this limbo and holding pattern right now. And in, in regards to, to college football actually kicking off next month. Being a heart patient, I'm kind of sensitive to that. So if they have found some link to, uh, I can't believe, remember the name of the disease, disease, but if they have found a link between coronavirus to that and they're concerned about them being passed along, well, that's being very smart on the part of the schools that are looking to, into this. I think you have to take athletes, and, and Matt just said this, Athletes' uh, health and safety is the first priority, right? They have to, it has to be number one, should be number one. So if they found a link that concerns them, then to me that's okay. You just, there's your answer. And you can't risk a lot of players, a lot of, any players, frankly, getting this disease and having long-term problems. You just can't. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense if that's the case. If they find a link, and I, you know, I think bottom line here is science has to be followed. So if we don't follow science, a scrap whole thing. I mean, stop playing sports. But I think we have to pay attention to what's going on in the world besides the fields and the stadiums. Well, the, the condition is myocarditis, and um, it's actually caused by any number of viral infections. And just, I mean, because uh, the coronavirus is you know, novel, it's new, uh, they don't have as much information, of course, and it's mostly anecdotal evidence and some limited studies that say there's a maybe a greater risk because of COVID-19, but yeah, that's sort of what they're following. And it was a Facebook post by the mom of an Indiana football player that said, you know, he had you know, contracted COVID-19 and is now, you know, going through some lingering heart issues because of it. And that, that that's sure. sort of the impetus, you know, for maybe this, this new path we're walking. Well, the folks out, uh, Bob out in uh, Nebraska say they're going to play regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find that interesting. <laughs> well, tells you what where the priority is there. They're obviously very concerned about football, and uh, what be well, well, frankly, the issue there. And I've talked to this with some of my friends at the conference. Is they have their community is so reliant, and I wrote about this for tomorrow. So reliant on football income and revenue. So I think they'll take all. I don't think they said they're going to play for sure, but I think they're looking at alternatives. If the Big Ten says we're not going to play in basketball, just say, well, maybe some of the leagues will play and we'll go along with them. So it's kind of a crazy idea that to think you would do that and what that would mean long term for the school and the conference. But I, I thought, yeah, that was interesting. Scott Frost, I didn't think he was asked the question, what would you do? And he said, well, we're open to everything. And, you know, you can't really, really blame him for that. I think well, he has to be open to all ideas. Other but. other coaches and players are pushing back a little bit, Matt, saying that we want to play. Mm-hmm. They feel, right. and maybe rightly so, the players are probably in the safest place they could be right now by being on campus and being in camp. And, uh, of course, the other students aren't back yet. I get all that. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's interesting situation, to say the least, and unprecedented what we're going through in, in the world of college football and just the idea of the the players being on campus now and getting tested daily is is here at Illinois is is fine all well and fine and then you add to the fact that in a couple of weeks there's going to be 40 to 50,000 students joining them on campus here in Champaign Urbana and it's just I I don't know all the 
the protocols, the specific protocols that are put in play, but, you know, Illinois football players, it's a veteran team. They have indicated by all uh, stretches of the imagination that they want to play this season, and they're taking their own personal responsibility in in regard to that and, and making sure that what they do away from Memorial Stadium and the Smith Center is making sure that they can play uh, moving forward. There's so many questions and, and so many layers that need to be answered, especially if the Big Ten does decide to postpone uh, the football season this fall and, and what that will all entail for all of the players involved. But, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, two very prominent college football quarterbacks uh, took to Twitter last night to express their sentiment that they want to play. And that's kind of been the overriding sentiment of, of players and coaches. I know uh, Ryan Day at Ohio State, James Franklin, uh, we mentioned Scott Frost. They've all indicated today in making statements and, and talking about the, the issues going on that they want to proceed with the season as planned. And I would say if you have the overwhelming majority of college football players, that's going to be the, the sentiment as well. 523 is the time. This is Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll keep talking about this, some other topics of the day. Feel free to join us as well. We're back with more in just a moment. Stay with us. Five twenty-seven Monday Night Sports Talk with you until six o'clock tonight. Usual lineup: Matt Daniels to my right, Scott Ritchie to my left, Bob Osmussen on the phone. Bob was coming out till the storm and wisely decided to uh, give us a call. We appreciate that, Bob. We want you to be safe. Thank you. <laughs> Question for you. Um, yeah. We were talking about this a little bit in the break, and we don't know the answer, and you don't either, but something that I was just kicking around today in this situation, what would Jim Delaney do in something like this? Of course, this is an unprecedented situation. We don't know the answer, but that was the guy. He was the guy that uh, the college football, college athletics kind of – rallied around he was kind of the 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 cutting edge on so many different things and that's not a knock on Kevin Warren because he's walked into something that uh, we've nobody's ever seen before but I don't know if you've thought about that at all Bob but uh, I was thinking about Jim Delaney today I have thought about it too how lucky he is not to be in charge now. right but also he he would do the right thing so I'm not sure what that is I think Kevin Warren's doing what he thinks is the right thing right now. I think that's all he can do. Do what you think is best based on people you've talked to, experts and all that. But I think Jim Delaney will listen to the people that know best about what's going on. Jim Delaney, to me, was always a great consensus builder. So he was able to get not only the people that you were close to him involved and on his page, but also the people that weren't necessarily with him. So he got, he got Penn State in the Big Ten, which I don't think was popular all the time. They got Nebraska in the Big Ten, which is not popular all the time. Okay, he got Rutgers in the Big Ten. I wish he hadn't done that. But he got yeah, he did a lot of the good, really good things. So I think he always made sure everybody was going in the right direction, proper direction. So I think he would do the right thing. That's my sense with him. Do you guys think, Matt, do you think that we're at a point where a decision needs to be made no. One way or the other, couldn't they wait? I mean, it's, it's less than four weeks now to the first games, but could they wait a little bit longer? To- well, I, I think in the Big Ten's case, they, they built in their, their schedule that they revealed to much acclaim and, and much publicity uh, to the fact that there were contingency plans in, in place. So if Illinois is not able to kick off the season against Ohio State on September 3rd, there were dates on the calendar that were 
you know, prearrange where they could, they could do so. Um, I still think there's time if, again, who knows what's going to happen because, you know, in the last hour or so, the Mountain West is reportedly uh, canceling its uh, football season. This postponing. Post- postponing it. Thank you, Scott. Uh, after what the Mac did on Saturday. And I think just what this this whole episode and, and series of events to me kind of shows is that co- the, the leadership in college athletics is really broken. Uh, the, there's no clear cut. Again, this goes back to a point I made before that there needs to be just one guy in charge of college athletics. And whether that's Mark Emmert making all the decisions, which he has shown he's more than happy to punt the ball down the road. Yeah, he might be incapable uh, of making a decision. Bring back Jim Delaney and just make him commissioner of college athletics. That's one way to <clears throat> maybe solve this issue. But you look at sports like the NBA and the NHL, which have restarted their seasons, and yes, they essentially are doing so in their own self-created bubbles. They've had no positive tests of COVID-19 in the last month. The NHL just released results today, none in the last week or so. You look at other sports like Major League Baseball, which was, we were to seem, you know, a few months ago, we were talking about all the schisms and fractions that were evident and on public display. With Major League Baseball, they're having their own set of issues, particularly with the Cardinals uh, and after the Marlins too. And you have to think it's going to happen to some team at some point in the near future as well. Just with college athletics, there's no real... I won't say unifying goal. It, it just seems like, and as it's been shown throughout this pandemic, that every conference is just really trying to look out for the best interests of their own conference. Because if the Big Ten does decide to postpone its season, who's to say the SEC has to do the same thing? Well, the Big Ten and the SEC, along with the Pac-12, seem to be the people everybody are watching. Uh, the Sun Belt Conference reportedly plans to do what the SEC is going to do, and right now the SEC says it's going to proceed and play. Well, that's the thing, too, throughout this whole pandemic, not just with sports, but kind of everything in, in life and society. It's almost just a chain reaction of events. It's just a trickle-down effect. You see one entity or, or body do something, and then it just kind of falls. And we saw that on Saturday with the, the MAC postponing fall sports, and, and then talk soon shifted to, okay, it's just inevitable that – college athletics is going to happen. I mean, we saw that back in March when the NBA suspended its season indefinitely and roughly 18 hours or so later, the NCAA tournament's canceled and then spring sports are canceled for the NCAA. So it's just this this trickle-down effect. And I, I don't know what the, the right answer is, but I just think there needs to be a clear, especially with college athletics, because you may see next month no Big Ten football games going on, but you may see... ACC and SEC football games going on and I I don't know what that does to the future of college athletics in a year or two or three but I don't think it's going to be anything good it's not good for a lot of communities including this one if that happens and a lot you know a lot of college towns a lot of it's just uh, I think Nebraska Bob the the projected loss if they don't play was somewhere between 80 and 120 million that was for the uh you know, the community, the surrounding area, the state, the university and such. And Josh Whitman said last week, the the best case scenario, even if they do play now, the loss for the U of I budget uh, is $20 million. So it's it's just kind of hard to comprehend all that. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine works with Lincoln Paper, Steve Sipple, you guys know the name. He told me that it would be, in Lincoln, it would be devastating to the economy there because they really rely on, on the team and, you know, everything. You think about, you know, dinner and restaurants and 
grocery stores and all the things. And I wrote about this for tomorrow too. It would be devastating here. Not quite as bad as there because they have a you know bigger crowds and the more people there. But I think the same kind of thing across the conference across the country. Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and all those places, they don't have sports, don't have football. They're going to see a huge hit financially that will be a long time to recover from. But, again, who is, money is not more important than health to me. It's, to me, first thing, and I, I wrote about this for tomorrow too, Matt, you know, had this column. I'm just I hoping wrote, I get it at some done. point tonight, Bob. It's, it's pretty much done. It's, okay. Uh, Talk to Steve, make sure I get everything right. <laughs> but uh, it's there's a couple of things in there that I think we could have been in a lot better place than we are right now. I think that's obvious to me, uh, probably obvious to everybody. We'd done the original shutdown we did in uh, February, March. We'd done that wholeheartedly across the country. I promise football would not be in danger now like it is. I, I don't believe it would be because I see this in other countries. I see Canada about to play hockey, albeit in a bubble. I see in Europe, in England, they're playing uh, soccer. So I think if you've done the right thing from the get-go, we would not be in this boat. We are in this boat, so now we've got to figure out how to climb out of this boat and not drown. Yeah, I mean, it was disheartening for me on, on Saturday night after I, I got off work and went home and was flipping around on the TV and turned on ESPN2 and there's a rugby match in New Zealand and I know literally next to nothing about rugby. I know there are tries. I think that's kind of the, the main lingo there. That's their equivalent of the touchdown playing in front of a capacity crowd in New Zealand, shoulder to shoulder, no mask and New Zealand is completely wiped out all positive cases of COVID-19. That's been well established. Well, well documented, well written about. And I'm thinking how can a country like New Zealand do something like that? And a country like the United States struggled so mightily to do this five months into this i don't think any of us thought it was jarring enough in mid-march when we found out the sports world was coming to a halt i don't know if it's as jarring but it's still concerning that we're five months into this and we have no idea when this is gonna end we have no clue on what the final answer is gonna be or, or what it's gonna look like baseball news the cardinals doubleheader scheduled for Thursday in Detroit, not surprisingly, has been uh, postponed. <laughs> I don't know how you don't say canceled, but postponed. It's getting to the point where they're going to have to just cancel those games because there's not time to make them right. up. Right. Phone line is open. Let's uh, go to the phones. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air with us on Monday Night Sports Good Talk. Evening. Good evening, guys. Um, you know, like I think a lot of us, super disappointed, you know, truly disappointed. And I'm, I'm fighting the, the battle of – of, you know, what's what, when do we do this, safety, you know, um, the people who actually potentially could get COVID. I mean, so we have a vaccine tomorrow. My question is we all take it. There's a, a flu vaccine. That doesn't mean we, that doesn't mean we prevent anything. It just means you took the vaccine. You know, I, I think we got to start getting prepared to either change the way we do sports totally or, you know, throw, you know, pick something else to do. I mean, it's, it's getting that, that absurd. Great point. I can't argue with that. I don't know what you would change it to, though, how you would change it. It's the same point is, do you just stop going out to eat? Okay. Yeah. Or do you stop doing some things? And, and I keep hearing about this vaccine and vaccine and, okay, so I take it. Does that mean 
that I am immune? Do I got to keep taking it? You know, are we going to keep having this? And I don't want to go back to the age of... Go ahead, ahead, Bob. Don't you? What's that? Do you take a flu shot? Do you get a flu shot? Yes. I do. I do. I take one. I've taken one now. And there have been still years where I, I don't feel good. Does that mean I got the flu? I don't know. I just know that I don't feel as bad. And yeah, that's great. Well, I, I think long term, there'll be a vaccine. There'll be maybe the first one, one won't be great. The next one will be better. The next one will be. We're pretty smart. You know, we have great scientists in this country and abroad. I think they'll fig, they'll figure it out because they figured out everything else. And I think they'll figure it out. Uh, will it be 100% perfect the first time? No. But if it's 80% perfect to 70% perfect, it'll get close enough that everybody's going to be basically uh, what they call herd immunity will really be critical. So I think if the vaccine comes, I'll be first in line. I'll tell you that right now. I'll be the first in line to do it. I'll let my wife go first. But then I'll be right behind her. That's nice of you to let her go first. That's nice she, she goes first, but I got the bigger health issues than her. But I think you got to – I just, again, I think – all of us need to do whatever we can to make this get better as soon as we can. If we miss football, maybe that'll be a lesson for us. You can't. You have to follow the rules, do what you're supposed to make this work. I don't think we did that. But one of the things I just keep saying to anybody and everybody, have you taken the test? Have you gone out to go do that? Because I sit at a coffee table most mornings, and I ask these guys, and they're of a little more senior than I am, have you taken the test? Oh, no, I haven't. Well, if you're concerned, go take it. See if you had it. The other thing is we haven't talked much about these antibodies. How many of these athletes have had this at some point in time and now have gotten better? And then now, you know, we still don't know that. But God forbid, if if you have antibodies, there's a high probability you're not going to get it again. And so we, we fight that. Okay, there are 26 kids on campus who had it who were athletes. You know, I, I still go back to the adage, when I was a, a, a young boy, my mother tried for three years to get me the chicken pox. And finally, one of the neighbor boys had it, and I got it. And then I was okay from there. But, you know, it, it's, I don't get it. And I just, again, it's, part of it is being a diehard sports fan, and and I just feel one more time that being taken away and, you know, I don't want to get into the issues about the, the kids in Chicago and 50-plus percent of kids don't even have meals and go to school. But at some point in time, you know, we gotta we got to throw the boots back on and, and jump in. We just have to. And I think we'll get herd immunity quicker and faster that way also. But, you know, I feel bad in closure for the kids and, and guys like yourselves that this is your living. This is what you do. And, you know... I don't want to be talking about New Zealand rugby anymore. <laughs> Good fair, stuff. Hey, we, we appreciate the call. Thanks for taking time to do that. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, Eric is with us. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, guys. Uh, a couple things. You know, I guess they're, well, they're postponing it until spring with the hope that we'll have a vaccine by then. Is that what is it? So it's on a wing and a prayer, basically, right? Well, they haven't announced anything yet. They're apparently considering. Well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll bet you fifty bucks by by tomorrow night it's canceled. Well, it might be by tonight, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah, the, the, exactly. the official announcement's not out there. But yes, I guess. Although that's the thing. That's part of the problem is 
they're talking about taking the fall schedule off, but I haven't heard about a plan. Well, that's a the frustrating thing too, and and yeah, I know this doesn't deal with the Big Ten and, and college athletics, but there was the sentiment that has kind of happened in the last 18 to 24 hours kind of reminds me a few weeks ago in regards to here in the state of Illinois with the IHSA and and high school sports. And there was this sense of dread that they were just going to completely wipe out all fall sports. And instead what the IHSA did is they just modified the calendar and moved some sports back and had what by all intents and purposes seemed like a better plan than what the big 10 and a lot of these power five, conferences in college athletics have right now which is, to me is a little alarming that high school principals and athletic directors who are making one one hundredth of what these athletic directors and college coaches and commissioners are making are able to kind of come up with a plan and I get it it's high school athletics it's more localized the travel's not as intense as a power five school but there just needs to be some sort of plan in place i hope if they do postpone the season that okay here's what here's the next steps here's what they want to see happen instead of just an outright postponement with no real clear guidance on what's going to happen in the future yeah i would say with um with reference to the way college sports itself is structured right now i mean it's a house of cards as you're seeing you know like this is all built on the backs of free labor and and you've got fifty million dollar budgets and all that dependent on that, which in reality is is insanity. You know, it's not a professional; they're free, and there's no guarantee of anything. So, I don't know. Um, this, this looks bad at this point. How do you go forward with this same model? You know, Eric, I'm I'm paying for college tuition right now for my son. I'm going to be paying next year for my daughter. So I, uh, I think the college scholarship has got great value. So uh, I know that it's free labor in terms of players aren't being paid. I get that completely. And I wish they could do more for the players. Just, but, but the scholarship is worth a fortune. And I wish my son and daughter were getting free tuition. That would be great. But they're not doing that. So I, I think there's – I don't really always buy that argument about free labor. It's not free. Of course, they're – being compensated by a scholarship is terrific, and they get free room and board. They're basically living for free. But you're right; it is a house card because of the way the setup is. Because there's way too much money invested and way too much money reliant on the stuff. So I agree with that part. I think yeah, they're really there were something was going to happen, and it has. So there you go. Right. Um, and I guess you could say this pandemic kind of. On you know you peel back the onion and everything and this is kind of exposed what's underneath you know um, otherwise we'd never think about it <laughs> and uh, the last thing I'll say is uh, no one's even mentioned volleyball or or, or basketball yet and that's got to be a next on the chopping block I would think good stuff Eric we appreciate the call it is five forty five Monday night sports talk we'll take a break be back with more there's other stuff to talk about we think we'll find <laughs> we'll find something else to talk about. In just a moment, stay with us. 5.48, Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen with us on the uh, telephone. Phone line is open, 356-9397. There's some other stuff going on. Yeah? There actually is other sports news going on besides waiting to see what... Twitter has to say every other minute. Well, there's that. That's, that's a sport in itself, <laughs> yeah. almost. Cardinals trying to figure out what they're going to do or 
be allowed to do, but the Kendall Gill golf outing for the Cunningham Children's Home. Hopefully they didn't get too wet late this afternoon. They had a, two waves of golfers going out on the uh, orange and blue courses. Scott Ritchie was down there a little bit uh, earlier in the day. Did you learn anything down there? Did you have a chance to uh, uh, chat with Kendall at all? Did have a chance to talk with Kendall, um, just from a, a basic standpoint. They had 32 groups today, uh, raised uh, approximately $35,000, so it's you know, in year 31. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Still doing great things for Cunningham Children's Home. Um, yeah, it, I guess the most maybe notable thing about this year's event was it was the first without Lou Henson. And uh, Mary Henson, though, did, you know, s- drop in and, you know, say hello, give her support. And, uh, you know, Kendall got a chance to speak with her as well. But, uh, yeah, just the fact that they've been, they've now entered their fourth decade, he was, you know, pretty proud of that. And just and all of the good that teaming up with the Hensons, you know, for that has done. Well, kudos to Kendall Gill for keeping this going this long. And I would bet, I don't know this for a fact, but I would bet there's not a longer such event that's been going on that long by a former player, ex-athlete in the country. Yeah, exactly. And, and Scott mentioned it in, in his story that'll be in tomorrow's paper because uh, Kendall did speak about that, uh, the fact that a lot of these charity events, whether it's a golf outing or another uh, excursion, really don't have kind of the staying power. And, and to think of the fact that this has been going on for three-fifths of Kendall Gill's life is is kind of daunting to even think about. He's 52 years old. He started this in his early 20s, right after he got drafted into the NBA. And it's been an annual staple. Obviously, this year got pushed back a little bit because of COVID-19. But you know, when we had him on these airwaves a few months ago, we weren't even certain if that was going right. to take place at all. So the fact that it went off and uh, was able to raise money and, and bring uh, more notoriety and, and for a good cause like Cunningham Children's Home just kind of speaks to how much this community kind of values uh, what Kendall has done and uh, continues to do to this day. And, and let's hope it keeps going for years upon years. They had a, a full house of uh, golfers. Um, there, so they they were able to uh, sell all the positions there. So that's good news as well. So thanks to all the folks that showed up down at Savoy and the Orange Blue Course today for the 31st Kendall Gill Golf Outing to benefit uh, Cunningham Children's Home. Some basketball news uh, over the weekend: a guy that uh, Illinois was very high on, who had committed to uh, Louisville, Bryce Hopkins. Scott has uh, decommitted and opened his. Uh, recruitment back up yeah that's that's pretty interesting because uh hopkins is the the number two recruit in the state in uh, the 2021 class you know behind only uh, rolling meadows max christie and illinois was was in early on his recruitment was one of the the one of the first programs to offer him back in i think it was in 2018 um then you know he committed to louisville not quite a year after he got that illinois offer and had been committed until yesterday and he is really good. I mean, that's just kind of the, the bare bones of it. He's top 40 recruit in the country. Um, and I can only imagine his recruitment is going to, you know, maybe explode a little bit because there's a number of those top guys that are already committed. So, you know, the best of the best are maybe, you know, looked at a little more. And, you know, Illinois could, I mean, yeah, can always use a top forty player, but he is the type of guy that you know, has given them fits from other teams. Just the, all, I mean, even as a 
you know, rising high school senior. Yeah, he is. He's good. Physically, he's physically ready for the Big Ten. He has that that college body um, and has the skill set where he can you know, stretch the floor at six seven ish, two hundred twenty pounds. I mean, he's more of a four than a three, but can play both. And I'm going to say he winds up at Illinois there. Okay, that's a Making bold, bold, bold prediction. prediction. We'll call him a three and a half. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, he, I mean, averaged a double double last season for Fenwick, and you know, their dynamic has changed a little bit because Trey Pettigrew transferred out to Hillcrest Prep. But uh, with him alone, they should still be a contender. Anything else uh, new in the world of Illinois basketball? Yeah, a few other uh, offers out in, in multiple classes uh, since we last spoke, I suppose, um, including uh, another in-state guy in the 2023 class you know your high school sophomores who are a long way away from college basketball but uh, Jeremy Fears is a point guard at Joliet West uh, who's one of the top teams in 4A last year in the state and even as a freshman played he played a really big role and he's kind of considered one of the top freshmen uh, maybe in the country as well and those rankings aren't out yet so this is just kind of more reading between the lines but uh very talented, and he just he's another in-state target for Illinois in that class, along with um, Davius Lurie from Simeon, uh, Donovan Younger from Bolingbrook, uh, Javante Taylor from Morgan Park, and uh, Darren Ames, formerly of Morgan Park, but who is now transferring to Bloom. Matt, have your kids gotten any offers yet? Not yet. I'm waiting, though. <laughs> uh, five-year-old daughter Sawyer, is, uh, she likes watching basketball on TV. And uh, So, Nancy Faye, if you're listening, I'm, I'm all ears. Football, I got a couple of commitments. Uh, one over the weekend, an offensive lineman, and one today, a wide receiver from St. Louis, Chevy Brinson. like the name. Out of uh, St. Louis, says he will... Verbally, he has verbally committed to Illinois. Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive uh, the number of commits that that Lovey Smith and his staff have really piled up here these last three months after we kind of went through a very dry period there in regards to the one between December and May. Samari Collier, the the quarterback out of Texas, was the only commit uh, in that time period. But since May, they've what added fifteen total. Well, they've added sixteen and also lost one. That happens. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're up to 16 total now. Uh, still just 11th in the Big Ten. But uh, it won, uh, the offensive lineman on Sunday, in-state product out of Mentino, and then Brenson today out of, out of CBC, uh, a perennial power in the, in the St. Louis area. So we'll see two good pickups, though, for, for Lovey and, and the Illini. 5.55, Monday Night Sports Talk. We need to take our final break, and we'll be back with some final words on this edition of the show after this. Stay with us. About a minute before 6 o'clock, Monday Night Sports Talk, Bob Osmussen has mentioned a couple of things that he is writing uh, for tomorrow. Anything else in there, Bob, you'd like to uh, bring up? No, I just want people to write me and tell me what I did wrong in my columns wrong. Because <laughs> I wrote a lot of things that are kind of crazy. Just tell me what you think, really. I want to hear what people think. Matt, what else is coming up? Uh, we got Colin Lycus, our preps coordinator. He was out and about at a few high school practices today across the areas. They got things going, so we'll have a story about that. And uh, more on Kendall Gill's golf outing and plenty of college football coverage in Tuesday's News Gazette. Scott Ritchie, what's on your plate this week? It's a good question. Uh, I think a lot is going to be determined if uh, there's a college football season, which we'll find out t- tomorrow most likely. Um, but, yeah, that, that'll determine some things. But I also got a chance to talk with Kendall about – you know, this coming basketball season and uh, maybe just how good 
This Illinois team might be. Appreciate you listening, Bob. Thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you, Bob. Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie. This is Steve Kelly, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. This has been Monday Night Sports Talk, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully we'll have some sports to talk about, but don't bet the mortgage on that.